0: Welcome to this week's edition of the World of Warcraft podcast, Here Be Dragons. We are joined this week, not only by my fabulous co-host, Neek, uh, with Beard Resplendent, but also the fantastic Cham. So Cham, tell us a little bit about you. Introduce yourself to the gang and to the cast. Hello.
1: Welcome. Welcome, welcome. It's nice to be here, first of all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Cham. I'm been Playing well for quite some years now, um, and if you know me, you'll probably realise that I'm I'm the Robin to most people's Batman. I'm the person who just kind of just <laughs> follows follows uh, people around, tidying up their mess nine times out of ten. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of me, really. I'm you. If you know me, you know me. If you don't, why not? Um, yeah, dry dry sense of humour and yeah this is like a dating pit i had, like long walks on the beach and uh, pina coladas
0: i love yeah. this so uh yeah so at the yeah. end of the uh, stream we'll tell everyone where you are on the internet and uh people can yeah. uh, get in touch if they uh if they fancy a date i guess that's uh that's how it's gonna go um not tell the wife but you know yeah <laughs> we can keep it on the down though i do uh i do love the um batman to uh the sort of the Robin to people's Batman's. I think that's a really cool way of describing um, what mods do and uh, some of the work that goes on behind the scenes. But uh, before we get into interviewing you, uh, we'll we'll get into uh, what's going on this week in WoW for, for us and a few things going on across the game. Um, so it's a neat pick a topic.
2: Uh, first of all, the um, just a little reminder for everyone: the Love Rocket slash Heartbreaker is still available for a few more days.
0: Once a so day, yeah. once That's, once per day well.
2: per account.
1: Not per allegedly. Character. I think it's a myth.
2: I still think it's a so myth.
0: Um, you don't have it, then, gang? No, we don't have it. No, I'll
3: take you we awkward. can do with Too busy setting
2: my long boy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> fair
2: yeah, fair so play. Once once per day per account. Not per character. Some people still think you have an increased increased inverted commas drop chance. Um to get the mount. Um, yeah. After that wow. first attempt at per day, it goes back to the old drop chance, so if you want to run like it with 4, 40 000, characters. characters wasn't yeah, so.
0: Um so, people are do, getting the drop, so do, you, do either of you have a count for how many times you've done it? How many times you've tried? Um Unfortunately I, I... with Shadowlands
2: swapping over to Dragonfly. I had to reset some add-ons, and uh, Rarity was one of them. Ah, oh, okay. So I lost a lot of... Randomly, some counters. So some mount counts it's kept, some of the others it hasn't kept. I don't know why, but... but I, I used to run Same. it on every character every day um, for the entire month. So I've been... I've got 50 characters, so I add that up
0: for four years. Wow. And are you running on multiple characters as well, Cham? Or are you just uh, one one a day? I'm just doing the
1: one a day. Um, the way I've kind of treated it is because uh, I'm doing a lot of completionist content at the minute anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of just treating it as it was before. Whereas, great, I'm going to run it for the day. And if not, forget it, great. If not, see you next year. Yeah,
4: that's yeah. how I'm going to do it. It's I,
1: like... I, yeah. I'm not, I've, got, I've got like about 20-odd eligible characters that I can run it on. For me, it's like it's a nice to have, and we can't use it in expansion at the minute. We're in it anyway. Fair. So it's more of a collectionist thing.
0: Yeah, I suppose um, because you only get that additional extra extra drop chance on your first character of the day anyway. It does make sense to not run it on multiple. I, th- I like that they've done that to kind of just sort of be like, well, we're going to give you this extra chance, but we're not going to give it to you across the board, yeah. so that you end up feeling that pressure to just run it on God knows how many characters every day. So, um, if they did make it a dragonfly mount, Vigor and a love rocket might be a bit in terms of service. Yeah, could be. Be kind of fun though for a rocket to be a dragon riding mount. I think. I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like they should... I uh, feel like in future expansions we might get mounts that aren't dragons that have dragon riding.
1: That's that's a hope. Like Afterburn and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So um, the other thing that happened this week in WoW was nerfs to Razageth. Um, who's doing it? Does it feel different? Is it good? Um, um, yes, it does feel different,
2: but also uh what happened in this past reset was we lost valor cap so mm-hmm. people are able to just grind as much valor as possible so eye levels are going to shoot up quite significantly as well so it's a combination between increased eye levels and the nerfs um so it does feel easier but there is a degree of over gearing it as well because it, it is yeah. very much a gear check it's about how much can you do in certain damage windows and importantly, how much can your healers and your defensives take in those damage windows before you have to... Your base is a pass or fail, because you usually get a dot that just wipes you. It's like yeah, hundreds of thousands of damage every second. If you don't hit that check, you might survive a bit longer, but you're, just, you're dead already. Um, like I say, personally, I, I'm now getting to phase three pretty consistently. Uh, we're still not quite there, but we can gear in and another couple of practice um, should be should be close um, people are starting oh, to learn the mechanics now and not die to sort of because it's a very scripted mechanic phase. Yeah, it's very much a pattern, you do this, then you do this, then you do this then you do this, and then you, this, and then you repeat once you mm-hmm. learn that those steps it, it, you, you shouldn't be dying to the mechanics it's only those very sort of DPS check windows where it really hurts.
0: Yeah, and Cham, have you? So, have you taken advantage of the Valor cap change?
4: I love
1: Mythic Plus. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't really taken advantage of it. No, not yet. I've got, I've got some Valor in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, just so for the kind of context, I've been work's been manic at the start of this year um, with training and being away, etc. So, I've just not really had that time to be able to commit to gearing and getting M mm. Plus in. Obviously, trying to balance up the family as well. So, yeah, it's not really, um, not really been something I've been able to get into. I killed Raz Razzy G on normal, but yep. not really made any strides in heroic um, as of yet. But yeah, <clears> it's been it's been a bit of a weird one to be honest to start with. And I think, like Nick says, hitting phase three constantly at that point, you've got most of the mechanics down. It's about fine tuning and knowing where you can pinch that damage in those yeah. windows to kind of push through.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll get back to uh, the kind of how do you kind of the work-life balance of World of Warcraft and stuff when we kind of um, get into uh, the interview proper. But um, the the other thing I sort of wanted to touch on this week is I guess it's kind of like a bit of an unexpected story arc for, for me is that I think I may either be a furry or have just decided that I've found my first horde race that kind of hooks me in the same way this is how he knows the end of the podcast we no longer talking to each other cap is now a filthy horde player i could i've i don't know what's happened it's that it's the most unexpected story arc i know right like i'm literally drinking out of a for the alliance mug as we speak um but i didn't know how cute vulpira were and how great they feel as hunters because of the little flippy jump they do. Like I like, You know how I like to bounce around when I'm a BM hunter. So I've just been, I've just really, I've sort of hooked on it. I hate Orgrimmar, still. I think it's miserable. But um, part of my brain is like, who cares? We're going to be in Dragon soon anyway. It's when and you, said, you sent a picture on Twitter, and it was like, you're a, you're a high mountain, or just know Tor, and I was like, Cap,
2: you don't play big characters. You're you you, you you're a goblin at best. And I was like,
0: maybe a Vulpira, and the next thing no, I I logged on, it's like, I'm a Vulpira. And I thought, oh, God.
2: I
4: blame oh my channel for that.
0: <laughs> it happened on stream. I foolishly I foolishly allowed democracy to decide which character I would pick, and um, Torrin oh, yeah, was chosen. One. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll do that for a bit. And then, and then at the end of the stream, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to make the little Vulpira hunter. And there I was at like 2 o'clock in the morning, three hours later after ending stream, being like, what am I doing with my life? I'm exhausted, but this is like the most fun I've had on a character in ages. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I found they're still not like S tier. I feel like we've got S tier is like gnome, but they're very, they're very A to S for Vulpira for me. So
2: you need to make a shaman just for the total tough... Literally, I my, I, my, the totally only reason cute. I made
0: mine was first of all to get the
2: achievement of the Aldridge Heritage mm-hmm. Um If you're gonna read a sh- a fox you want the fox totems because they are unbelievably cute
0: yeah we were doing um told Gore yesterday weren't we and uh you like you're playing enhancement but you chucked a totem out and i literally mid-fight stopped turned around looked at the totem and went oh my god it's so cute i just couldn't I just, it, i'm obsessed they're so adorable but i think i've gotten into the head cannon as well anyway cham you are here oh.
1: Just to just quickly touch on that, it's like yes. it, 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 movie structure, like you don't go the first act, this is your second act where Cap goes heel, and then yeah. your, your redemption arc starts soon
0: when you come back for the alliance. Oh it, no, he said the it. word,
2: he said the word. Talk about wrestling though.
0: No. No, let's not talk about wrestling. I know nothing about wrestling, but you—you can have a conversation about wrestling. But we'll get to that. So, um, so Cham, as you are here, let's interview you. Let's let's find out about you. Um, so I guess let's start. When did you start playing WoW? What draws you to WoW as a game? Why World of Warcraft?
1: So I was part of a group of friends um, online, and we had this kind of meet up. And one of my mates was like, oh, "Have you? You've been playing WoW since like it came out." I was a big Diablo yeah, 2 player, I've played the first open beta, and I, the whole subscription model put me off. I was obviously younger at the time, didn't have a stable income, so it was like, mm. And so then he was like, oh yeah, you know, we've got this new expansion coming out, the first expansion, the Crusade, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, you just give it a go. So then I picked it up, had to play around with it just before BC came out, rolled on Draenor, this is how long ago it was, when Draenor actually was a 50-50 at Horde and Alliance, yeah. Not like 99%. The good old more, days. Um, the good old <laughs> days. And yeah, then just kind of went across there and it kind of hooked me for a little bit. Then i kind of dipped off a bit more. Then I came back um a bit more long term um towards like, it must have been about like a few months later on. Found a guild. I still talked to some of the people on WhatsApp now in that guild that I was in. More of those means again um but yeah and that it kind of that it was that hook of an open world because back then and this is something we, we speak about a lot is the world was a lot bigger back then you know mm-hmm. you, you didn't often bump into someone who was in a different country because you know we were a younger we didn't have those kind of things and the internet was a lot less mature we didn't have all the social media platforms thankfully back then yeah um so yeah it was that kind of exploration in that community that kind of hooked you and brought you in and yeah being part of a a guild kind of really helped with that as well so yeah that's what that's what hooked me the game gets you the people keep you
0: yeah that's yeah Absolutely. And just t- touching on faction balance there, because that's a really good point. A lot of the servers now, I think what people do is they go and look for, you know, where's everyone, where are all the horde, where are all the alliance? And they've sort of filtered into, you know, have got an alliance server and a horde server. Do, would you be kind of like in favor of something like, or what are your thoughts on something like just removing the factions or having cross faction guilds, cross faction everything?
1: Uh, I, I'm in total agreement with it. Um, if you want. To have a split in the line, that's what war mode for, and that is what PvP is for. Like, you can mm-hmm. have that. I think they've they've already planted that seed, obviously, with cross faction dungeons. Um and get cross-faction guilds were working in beta for Dragonflight when they first came in, because we we obviously tested them with Dan. Um, but I think long term that's what communities are for, communities are that foundation communities will look at potentially replacing guilds because they're more built for the cross-faction it's more mm-hmm. kind of integration in there but for me yeah
4: rip the band-aid yeah Pull it now. I, I think agree. it's more of a
2: case of guilds haven't really been touched on since kata um and they're the, the quite antiquated in what they can do what they, they are doing and things like outside programs like discord and gilded have taken over a lot of that function and i wouldn't be surprised if blizzard are reassessing what functions in game the guild actually has and once they do a, a, a larger restructuring of what it can do like i mean they're always going to push their own internal voice channels but but like just don't just give up on that um but just the functionality and things like having multiple roles for people in the in the guild and things like that. Once that's, I think, done, I can see that's when they roll out. Like, guilds now re-ramped, re-improved, and mm. now
0: cross-faction. That's when it would come. I don't think they will bolt it onto the current system. Do we think, think we're close to that, this expansion, though, given that it was testable in beta?
2: Uh, no, I think it's more of a 11.0 feature.
1: Me, it feels like a box feature that's something that would come out with mm-hmm. the next expansion, um, or maybe a, a point expansion toward like pre patch, something on those lines. Yeah. Um, because uh, it seems, as you know, even looking at point seven, a lot of the development work is actually being plowed right into proper new content, um, which actually, as players, that's probably what we want. And stuff like cross faction yeah. should be more of a box feature for the next expansion
0: yeah fair yeah I'm inclined, I'm inclined to agree there i think it's it's it could be such a massive thing that it would it almost seems it would seem silly to bury it in a um a point patch wouldn't it really and and make more of a thing of it uh, sort of bring it as a core feature of sort of what's coming next in the story and i suppose it probably would benefit from a bit of story leading as well um so i wanted to ask what it's like being a mod for a uh, for a famous content creator. You touched on the kind of uh, Robin to, uh, to other folks, Batman and um, of course we all know Mr. GM. Um, what's it like?
4: Um,
1: it's no real different than being a viewer to be honest. You just have um, extra, not responsibility but mm-hmm. and, and everyone kind of treats it slightly differently but that's the beauty of it. So for me, it's I'm there just to check him but then make sure he's okay um go k- kind of keep him on track if i can with any like sponsorships coming through and make sure he's keeping on top of that and then just day-to-day modding that everyone else does it is i i don't just mod for dan i mod for um other channels as well like watching and to be honest it's no different than than will yeah i take a different kind of approach behind the scenes with dan because you know, he's got a lot on his plate. He sings, a, he writes theme tunes, sings a theme tune, you, you know, records yeah. a theme tune. Um, so it's just kind of trying to help him out from a from that side of you. And I've always kind of seen it as well with with streaming. And I don't know, is a streaming? If you would agree with this, but you almost have to treat a stream if you want to be serious about it as a business. Yes. Um, and yeah, you can have it as a hobby if you're not. You know, if you if you just want to pop out the stream like I do here and there. But for, well, obviously, with Dan, he, this is his livelihood. This is what goes to it. So I, it has kind of that, for me, and the way I take it, it, has that sense of responsibility there that I'm there to kind of help protect his brand to a degree and advise where I can do from my own real-world champ. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly docks <doxed> myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not that everyone knows my name anyway, but, um, yeah, it's, it's one of them. It's, it's no real different. Than anything else but I think the key is as well is have a balance of mods have someone who you can have an ear to and you know I've been I've been mods for people or I've been in different um, channels and different areas where they're just surrounded by people who want to say yes and the the challenge with that is you know you wouldn't do that in business you'd have people there who would give you advice and you take the, the right Plan of attack on there, not just oh yeah, you're wonderful, you're great. That that's wonderful, but no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no growth, there's no growth there, construction yeah. there.
2: There are some people who have that mod privilege, and it's worn purely as a, a VIP badge, and it's nothing's nothing's done, it's nothing, don't, no action is taken at the time, and it's and that's fine, but those people aren't really benefiting the stream or the streamer just your chances are you, it's yeah. something you give to your friends when you're just first starting out and then when you grow bigger it's like actually it's when who actually does something or knows something yeah because you you, you you can have a like you, you can be like technical mods a mod who does all the background stuff and all the the camera and the OBS and all that setup but it actually it's not very good at the interacting with the chat But that's fine but they have their role within the the structure as long as someone else elsewhere is doing the other functions.
1: Yeah. The way that I see day to day modding is that I'm there to to ban any naughty words that I can't use on this podcast. Come <laughs> in. Um make sure that chat isn't getting too embroiled in controversial subjects. Yeah. Um because there's plenty of them going around <laughs> right now. Yes. Yeah, sure um, yeah. And it's just making sure that they're keeping within like I, I kind of know what Dan's comfortable with, and if something comes in that's a bit too a bit too spicy, and it's either going to lead lead him down a rabbit hole that's not going to be beneficial for him, mm. or it's just going to chats then going to just get whip himself up into a rage. That's where you have to, as a mod, kind of like right, right, children, it's now time <laughs> to um now time to stop arguing, get out the sandpit, um and then it's just the background stuff like setting up commands, making sure yeah. that block terms are there, or doing the auto mod stuff. But Nick's absolutely right. You know, as a someone with a lower con- consecutive view account, most people mod themselves and they have mods as, as like, VIP badges, which is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really need six
0: mods to 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 mod a, you know, 20, 30 person channel. Definitely. Yeah. And I think I, mean, I would say as a streamer, I, I completely concur with that. It's certainly the folks that I've got as mods, people I absolutely trust to know my. Brand and where I'm at and, and mod appropriately if if they're there, um but I'm certainly you know no expectation of folks to be there. And, and obviously, I mean, both of you have this perspective of modding for larger streamers. So you know, how responsible do you both feel in terms of supporting that streamer's mental health and well-being? Because that's something I wanted to kind of consider this morning. So I'll start, Nick. But what about you? Obviously, I, I for, personally mod for a big streamer,
2: it is quite important just to because you're looking out for them because sometimes. In the moment, it's not always in their best interest to mm-hmm. interact with a comment or touch on a subject. And sometimes, it, sometimes even if they're going like a really long stream, sometimes you have to say to them, Look, maybe take a break, just yeah, go in, like you can go in eight, ten, twelve hours just for your own safety to go and take a bathroom break or grab a drink, just like look out for yourself because if you get burnt out, it, it's not going to help the stream in the long term because you'll miss the next day or because i think streaming is about a consistent schedule and you need to hold to that as much as you can so you need to yourself mentally and physically able to do that where you can and you sometimes you don't have to follow your advice as a mod but it's it, you have to be there to, to jump in and say are you okay do you need anything and hopefully they'll they'll take on board and, reassess and Actually, maybe I,
0: I can just call stream an hour
3: earlier
0: today and head off. Yeah. Did, and Cham, do you find this the same thing? You feel an element of responsibility for the mental health of the folks that you mod for?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's just a responsibility overall because you've been entrusted as a an advisor on someone there who's there to help protect that person, that brand, their livelihood. Essentially, mm. it's no, you know, it's no different than being employed. By someone except obviously we don't we don't get paid it's a voluntary gig um and it is i'm I'm there to protect them as a streamer but i I truly consider Dan a friend you know And yeah. that's not a parasocial relationship we've met up for beers we you know we, we I talk to him more than my wife on discord every day it's it's um we and we just chat because we have common interests and stuff like that so for me it's just about making sure that a when it's going well, I've got to. You've got to keep it grounding, you know. You over Christmas, you had all these promotions and stuff coming out. Everything yeah. was flying in. It was, was wonderful. Amazing. Keeping keeping it light. right, Kay? Sunshine in, make K. Mm-hmm. But then now, on the flip side of that, numbers are starting to come down. It's January. Everyone's feeling it. It's making sure that he's aware that it's not his content. It's the peak and trough of Twitch. Yeah, and that's a universal thing. That's not that doesn't matter on your size. You will see these peaks and troughs. Obviously, it's easier when you if you've got, you know, ten, fifteen thousand viewers at times, because it'll even itself out over the year. But it's just yeah, keeping, keeping it grounded and making sure that you're always there as a as a friend and and it's not always kind of like oh how's this how's how's the stream going today when you can't be there because it's about more than that. For me. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm mean, I, I glad you brought up the, the, social... Aspect because I I it is something I occasionally worry about in, that like, I like yes I mean in in a words employed by you or entrusted by you but at the same time you don't to, you you need to sort of like be aware that sometimes th- those people aren't always your friends, um mm-hmm. uh, some of them will be but not all of them will be so you just have yeah. to keep it keep it realistic. And not yeah. over over invest
4: sometimes
1: yeah absolutely I, I i'd completely concur with that and you know those times when you need to be like right okay we not need to step back but let chat just kind of be what they are and not kind of be chatting away all the time and having in jokes and stuff like that because sometimes it, you know you're alienating everyone else then mm-hmm. um and it's also having those for me. It's having those two different modes. So we we'll chat away about wrestling or Marvel or whatever you know whatever's going on at the time um, in private. But then when it comes to on the stream, it's that kind of right. Okay, if I'm going to tell you, you need to this needs to kind of go. This is my advice. This is what I think. Sometimes it's like you're not sending that tweet. If you send that tweet, I'm driving down to Guildford now to delete your Twitter. To take your phone <laughs> away. <laughs> yes. Yeah um it, and it, that that kind yeah. of
0: element of um it, i guess like you say it's, you said this earlier so it becomes a business so that's a the more of a business conversation you're putting a different hat on to have that conversation and to to reflect on what's needed for the business as opposed to
1: supporting a friend in, in the he moment. doesn't he doesn't need to listen to me mm. but all i can give him is my context and my think spin on things how yeah. as if I. Not from a a streaming point of view, but actually from a a business point of view Mm -hmm. of almost treating it like PR or marketing or from that side of it, from management point of view as well, because you have to kind of take that gig when, when that's what's putting food in your
0: fridge. Yeah and it's it, i guess it's, it's very different isn't it for for somebody that's doing it full-time like you say it's their livelihood it's their income uh for others it's a side hustle but it's still income you know streaming is an important yes. an important part of what folks do and it's uh, you know it's something that um they need to protect that that thing that they do because it is it is income so with that in mind um you're a family man as am, as am I, and um, I'm always intrigued when we have guests with kind of, you know, family and work and other commitments. How do you balance gaming and modding and family life and your partner and their needs and, and all of the other stuff?
1: So thankfully, Dan streams during the day, <laughs> um, which for me gives me a bit more flexibility because I can have him on second or third screen while I'm mm-hmm. getting on with, with actual work stuff. And um, I'll have him on and to treat him almost like a radio show sometimes. So you'll yeah. see often if I'm even if I'm there, I'll be kind of in the background. And then if I one of the things I do is if chat slows down, and Dan, Dan is really good at this anyway, who has conversations, he naturally gets people talking. If chat slows down, then I'll be like, okay, I need to just eke things on a little bit and get some conversation going. So during the day and the streaming for that side is fine. Evening ones, I struggle a little bit more with, so like with WoW my I'm in and out a bit more, um, and I'll miss certain streams just because of commitments or whatever's going on. And it's the same kind of with, with, with WoW as well, so it depends exactly what I'm doing at the time. Um, if I'm able to kind of get a standard schedule together to start raiding, then I have a conversation with the wife, and she's like, okay, well, these two days, I'm going to be raiding, so can you make sure the kids are in bed, et cetera, and stuff like that. It's just a balance, right? It's it's just mm. a complete, you know. You have to kind of almost take every day as it comes and get that time where and when you can. Um, yeah,
4: yeah. It's it's a challenge sometimes, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, does your does your
0: uh, does your wife game?
1: you did play well for a little bit. Um, oh, okay, so she played for um, a little little while, but she's not a traditional gamer um from that side of it she would much rather be from from what i see scrolling through tiktok and <laughs> if i have to hear miley cyrus one more time tell me that she can buy her own flowers
0: that's it's, it's the first song that tiktok wants to put on at anything you do so it's, i think it just sets itself by default but yeah i've i've over i like that song but i've overheard i it. love
1: you miley i i love the fact <laughs> yeah. that you're it's empowerment but just go and buy them. <laughs> just yeah. go and do it.
0: <laughs> right, just buy the flowers. Stop telling us that you can. <laughs> just do it, please. We appreciate you. Oversaturation, it. shall we say? Yeah, definitely. But yeah,
1: and then she she plays a couple of mobile games here and there, but nothing kind of um like console or PC
0: Yeah. Do you do you find that that being a gamer, So do you feel do you feel understood as a gamer? Because I find a lot of um a lot of relationships where it's kind of half gamer, half not there's there's that almost kind of like a constant um friction probably a positive friction between you know do less gaming stuff do understand gaming stuff there's kind of the sort of two sides that do you do you find that as well or is that something that um you've kind of found a balance for and if you have what's the secret
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's finding that balance and and the secret to any relationships communication right it's that um being like right okay you're watching something on Netflix or you're watching something on TV, other streaming services are available. Um, <laughs> and like you can, you. I'll, I'll come in. I'll be in the cause I game on a laptop, it makes things a bit easier. So I can pick up and sit in the living room and she can have Grey's Anatomy or other medical. Love Grey's Anatomy. Or something. Um, or 911 Dispatch. I think she's been watching it since like all that. Um, and then I, I'll be in the room with her and I could, because I'm not normally on comms when I'm around um, and not at the desk or raiding, then we can just have conversations and stuff as we normally would, but if she's just doing her thing, I'm doing my thing in the same
4: kind of space with each other. Fabulous. Yeah. So, sounds
2: like sounds really good, it's weird So uh, if sometimes. you can <laughs> even go into this sort of detail, on, what's the worst thing you've had in the mod? What's the worst? It must have been like one interaction you thought, this is this is
4: terrible. (laughs) Um I'll take it
1: from two approaches, right? The worst thing you get is when and this might be peeking a bit too far behind the curtain when when people are generally struggling. And Dan has openly said this on stream that he's you know he's either been struggling because numbers have dipped and whatever Mm. or he's not in a good headspace because of X or Y or Z going on. Um so it's quite hard as a friend and yeah again I do treat them as a friend sometimes. To see him in that position and how you can, you know, is anyone would with any of their friends, right? You know, they've come and said your job's and works crap right now, and uh, you know, do you want to go for a beer or whatever? And obviously, it's a bit far to travel just for a beer. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's and that's one of the worst side of it from that that side. The other worst side of it is when you've got someone who it becomes part of the the community and the wider side of it because you're going to get people who are, who are raging teapots coming all the time yeah. um and there is random people but when you've got someone who's part of the community and who's been a regular in the chat for a while and then you know they 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 start their uh, their heel turn it's like right okay uh, you've got to <laughs> yeah got to sit on the timeout bench now um, and then they start again a bit more it gets goes down the rabbit hole and yeah. you know it's sad to see someone go from the community but
0: it's for the best
4: yeah. overall it's
0: for the best. yeah <laughs> yeah i think um i laugh because it, you know it's something I, I imagine pretty much every single guild master streamer anyone's been kind of doing that for a long time anyone running a community has probably unfortunately seen that happen and um yeah. It's one of those things, that You have to think about the uh, the community in the longer term. This but, is this uh... is
1: one thing you have to realise as well that ultimately we're we're communicating normally with pieces of text. You know, you don't understand the person behind that in the real yeah. life. You don't understand the nuance. It's easier to kind of you know not say anyone's opinions wrong or right because everything's contextual, right to their, their current situation and their or bringing and their values, mm-hmm. but you don't understand that as someone and then all of a sudden you have this kind of avalanche come in it's difficult to then understand that and also realise that you have that in there, to start with that one person starts it and you've got four or five or six and it starts to snowball if you allow one person
4: to kind of sidestep things so yeah having yeah. to cut people off is a bit unfortunate
0: On the flip side of that What's the best part of being a mod? What are the great things that have happened?
1: Uh, being drunk at PreachCon <laughs> with Dan and <laughs> Kirsten. And that was that was pretty good. That was very, very, yes, very, very, very drunk. Um, very good. Very nice. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs>
4: um, the first time yeah. we met. Random. Yeah, I went to Pre- yeah, Pre- PreachCon. And then, yeah, when...
1: Chris- uh, okay, Matrix there as well. Yeah, truss, we, truss, we, so,
2: yeah, randomly we got assigned to a table. It's like, oh, who's that? That's Sham. Yeah. Oh, who's that next to me? Oh, it's Watchy. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know these people. Now. Yeah.
1: Me making my really inappropriate jokes at PreachCon that are not safe for stream. Nope. <laughs> <I was laughs>
4: nothing
2: say. nothing. We nothing, we nothing controversial.
4: <laughs> just, just, yeah.
2: This day is at PreachCon.
0: By the way, yeah, everyone should come to PreachCon.
4: Yeah.
0: Preach Isn't that happening again this year? I feel like...
2: Originally, yeah, I've not heard any reason why it wouldn't be going ahead. That's what <laughs> that's I, think. I I've heard some half-hearted rumours that he wants to do it in Spain, but I don't think it's wow. realistic. Be warm, though. That's, I think the reason why he wants to do it because you North know, Manchester, prone to rain.
0: Yeah, fair. You probably get to get to some nicer off, like time off around it in Spain than you would in uh, in Manchester. I but, guess.
2: Yeah, realistic yeah. I think it'll be around the summer time. In, in the similar area I would have thought.
0: Yeah.
1: We were down in we were down in Murcia in Spain in November and it was lovely down there and really cheap, so I can highly recommend.
0: Or oh, maybe Preach in Spain's looking up then. That's a, that's a possibility. So um let's get on to to Dragonflight, maybe. Um what what do you think is happening next? Where are we headed next in Dragonflight?
1: Well hopefully Small expedition shovels can stack in higher than one. Oh. That'd be nice. That's the biggest change I need right now. Uh, no no have we to keep going is, back.
2: You hit rank 25, you buy one that never runs out. It's a shovel. Yeah, Why is it's it just a shovel. Yeah. That'd be
1: great. What are these shovels made of that I can only dig five times with them? That's not sustainable. And then it costs 15. So
4: what's the... Yeah, anyway.
1: Um, I think we'll just work our way through the through the uh, proto kind of drakes um, and go through there and almost treat it controversially a bit like Warlords of because obviously mm. they're now loose and then we'll work through kind of either a patch or raid or maybe dungeon level through them all um, and then I can't see anything but Galakrond as the big bad at the end of this
4: one and then yeah
2: Yeah so I'm trying to avoid as much PTR story as I can so maybe I'm, it's already been announced, but if the next next patch is going to be underground with Iridicron, mm, it feels like they, they're jumping in the first patch to the end boss that's been set up so far. So, yeah, they're going to have to have something else beyond that in point two, potentially point
1: three. So... Say, so there's nothing they've actually been really quite good with some of the story stuff. A lot of it's been encrypted on PTR, there's not really been a lot of that yeah. that's kind of got leaked. Um, I think like the, the first time we saw the cinematic, I might be wrong with this, but I thought the cinematic was the first time we saw that was actually after the first kill,
2: it wasn't day data mine before
0: that. was very close, nice, wasn't it? Yeah, well,
4: usually,
2: nice. um, squishy from my head literally gets a normal group together of absolute.
0: Make blast it so, play. Yeah. and
2: blast normal just to get to that first cinematic, but it's out within like two hours of the raid starting that's mm-hmm. what they do
1: but that's yeah though, I, thought, so, I think from a story point of view that's that's maybe where we're going, who knows really at this point of view um and then we'll see kind of where we go from there um further downstream, I think from a systems point of view i I like that they're putting kind of temporary systems in, whereas before we'd have these overarching kind of build-up, rather than going in there with a sledgehammer and nerfing the content to the ground. And they're giving us this little bit extra power to kind of build things up so, you know, the gems in
2: the ring. Yeah, I'm glad people have been been a bit more tempered in the response to the rings, because I think a lot of people first came out and said, oh, it's borrowed power,
1: it's... Oh, it's a domination. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's like
2: people like actually went, Yeah, but it's like ten point oh seven. if you don't kill the raid by now, then it's not really that much but borrow power. And they got yeah. to two was it two, four two four, which will be like LFI gear by the next patch. It's not power, it's just like here here's a fun little like Torgasty Event I think, dungeon thing to go and play around and have fun with some weird fun powers like so what? I can
1: not remember what the raid was. I want. I don't. But there was a stacking debuff every week that increased the bosses. And it was like a of five percent or whatever over a period of time. It was like a ongoing nerf every reset until that You're point.
0: You right, remember that as well. When was that?
1: I can't remember what it was. I I want I my gut says ICC, but I don't know if it was. Um, But there was a kind of a debuff system that came in on the bosses that kind of nerfed them mm, gradually over it that down period, slowly over time. Um, and but I much prefer this one where we have you have to go and kind of get it and go through. And I've seen a lot of people say, "What if the powers are really, really powerful and it replaces my mythic ring?" Well, I think Blizzard Blizzard have kind of learned, and I'd expect them when ten point one comes out to slash the power and nerf it, mm. so that you don't have a ring that's best in slot for the entire expansion. Yeah, from
2: a 0.7 patch I think with crafted gear I just think gear permanency is going to be a bit more of a thing I think we're going to be upgrading those items to the next eye level rather than yeah. going oh well let's replace them with something new so if you've got a mythic I ring crafted, that you've upgraded, yeah. and crafted you're going to carry on with that you yeah, might have like hope so. new embellishments or an embellishment increased cap that's where the power is going to come from.
1: Mm. I think you're right from crafting because that's an investment, isn't it? It's an investment in time and gold and um, materials, Lots of time and,
0: and gold. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And but compared to the ring with with the gems, then that's going to be quite a you know from the look of it. And obviously, seeing how Dan's got it, the gems are quite easy to come by. You can you can fish for the certain ones a bit like in the the gambling system in Diablo. Um, to kind of get the ones you need very early, and there's a quite a way around that. So if something like that that takes a few hours gameplay to get, I would expect to replace. Whereas, with crafty am I'd expect like to to be able to go through because they they pitched it as an end game activity into itself. Mm-hmm.
2: So still got my stuff, and I'm going to keep that stuff to the end because I need <laughs> it, and it's.
0: My I've stuff. got my bow, and I'm like, <laughs> I must, even if the Razageth bow drops, I'm going to be like. I just keep my book as I made it. See, uh, what, are your,
4: what are
1: your thoughts with the crafting? Are you doing public orders? Are you doing
2: orders um,
1: just within the guild or personal ones?
2: So or... now that the reduced number of public orders you could have from 20 to 4, there are actually things on there now. But it tends to be very low items. Like for, I'm a, a script and a herbalist, so the description items that are on there are generally treaties and they yep. do it cheap to make realistically but that's it so if any, occasionally very occasionally you'll find a staff or codex on there but it's snapped up instantly
0: yeah so fans, most definitely.
2: of my item crafts have come from the guild or occasionally i'll i will sit there if i'm bored spamming trade chat and i've made a couple of sales through that but some people are like very hesitant to spend money so we'll ask you for something, say, you'll agree a price, and you're like, okay, send me the order.
3: Comes one, through.
1: <laughs> the one button I wish they would fix is there's a button that sees, and it says, oh, you see, what other crafting things? I'd never know what, how much gold to put in. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think do.
2: because there isn't enough data on the public crafting yeah. orders. Yeah. So because everyone's doing it, the old trade chart channels, which is anonymous to a degree. Um, I I, what I want the,
1: point of the system.
2: What I want is if you go to the thing and you can go show me what show me the crafters. Show me like the best crafters who have got the most likes, recommended, five star, whatever.
3: Trip advisor. But, they, but if they yeah, can only have four,
2: advisor. but they only have four crafts a week, then grey them out and then show me the next guy and the next guy until I find the guy
1: Who I can hmm. use. This could get a sponsorship and have like Uber
2: crafts. <laughs>
3: it
2: just feels like the person when you put an order on the public one, you're rolling your dice whether you can get a good, a yeah. good rank one or a rank rank five quality. Yeah, There's
3: this no... is
1: this is the biggest problem. I I kind of have yeah, with I it because I want to. If I'm gonna put all this in, I want to be able to say right, I need this at rank five. Yeah. And they can't deliver that item until it's rank five. And if they want to take it rank four, then re-roll, re-roll, re-roll. That's fine. But that's kind of on that side of the fence. I'm, I'm, I'm the customer. They're the, they're the supplier. They need yeah. to. I, I, I tell them what they want. They need to deliver it to me. I think the much like
2: you click on someone, and you can see their talents. You should be able to see their crafting skills and their rock chance and things like that. So you know
1: should be able to see their spreadsheet how they've worked out what percentage of what they've got. Yep.
2: So yeah. if you click on it, and it is, says he he can do skill 300 and he's got a proc chance of 42%. I know there's a good, a fairly good chance he's going to get me a rank five. I click on him and he's got 200 skill and inspiration proc of like 10. I'm like, well, he's not going to get me realistically.
1: Maybe there's maybe there's an extra step there. Then you put your order out to the market. Then they say, yeah, I can do that. And then you as the 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 orderer the, the sorry the customer say I okay, can have a list of who's got what with what the burn down yeah. of what their chances are and say, yeah so they'll do it. And I can give them well, you know, whatever they're asking for gold wise.
2: There's, there's definitely improvements to be made on that side. Yeah. Well, um, but the overall but it's
1: craft- first iteration I think yeah. it's a it's a
0: better start. I love yes. the crafting the much better system. It just just like just you say there's selling iterations. Yeah.
2: Also, the prices. Yeah, I know they're set by the prices of things are set by the the players. And I understand that because that's just how economies work. But that can be fixed with increased drop rates of certain key crafting items. Like, I'm a herbalist. You can farm, and you'll you you can farm for an hour and get like such a small amount of wither bark mm. that It's almost you can't craft anything with it because it's like you craft one thing. It's like, oh, that's all my crafting gone because I've used it all.
0: I always and feel it, like herbalists quality. should have like, a little garden they can access where they can grow a few herbs every day. If, well, like, there are some weird little things
2: lot. with herbalism. Like if you go to the crafter guy once a day, once an hour, you can plant a flower that oh, yeah. does nothing.
3: It's,
0: yeah, doesn't seem to do anything. Though. And, and just above like a, the
2: bank, there's like a giant plant. And I think... I think there's a secret there or something I've not quite discovered. Where I think if you've got 10 herbalists, you could do something. But when you click it, it says, it gives you a buff. And it mentions he wants like, lots of buffs. But you have a cooldown, so you can't rebuff him. So I think you need like lots of people to do it, and they will do something. It might be completely nothing.
0: You're you like something. Or... Yeah, but it's, it's just. Just wow! Like, there's it's little things in there that people
2: haven't quite. I'm always on the secret discord looking for something. Mm. For example, do you remember when in uh, PTR, in early release, um, people found that there's a, just off the coast, is like a pool of gold with like, there's off eggs and tentacles coming off it. Yes. That's not there anymore. It's now an Easter egg.
1: What everyone needs to do is need to go and tweet and zoff on Twitter and ask him where his eggs and tentacles yeah. have gone. yeah.
2: Gold's still where there, but on? it's an Easter egg, and I think, yeah, I just think I just love the idea that the devs got in there, and go, "Oh, they like Easter egg content, do they?" There's an Easter egg. Love it. Or Yeah,
1: maybe, or maybe it was just a reused asset. That <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I think it was, it was a reused asset. I think it was yeah. in
0: just off the coast of BFA as well.
1: This is how conspiracy theories start. It is. <laughs>
0: yes, definitely. So um it's it's been great having you, Chan, but let's shall we get to the news and then we can uh, then we can wrap yeah. up Since so we're running running short on time. So there's a few things that um have happened across the course of this week. Most notably the MDI, um the Mythic Dungeon invitation of twenty twenty three has started. It's commenced. Are either of you watching it? I haven't watched yet, but I will be. So I can
2: learn how to be shouted at by pugs in keys for not doing the MDI routes. <laughs>
1: and and if you're meta or not, right? I'm. I'm
2: never met her. No, never met her. I was met her in never season meta. four or last season, but not this. No,
1: that was before you became a traitor and ditched the mage to be a warlock, right?
4: Oh, oh,
0: purple mage time.
1: Um, I. I do so. I'll dip in and out. I'll watch a couple of bits here and there in the background. I've got nothing else on, but for me. Mythic Plus is an end to means, <laughs> so okay. yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to see the skill level, but a lot of it contextually doesn't make much sense to me because I'm not pushing twenties and yeah, seeing what actually the plays they're doing is great. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Because... Mdi is very much like not Mythic Plus. What they're, what they're doing is very very high skill niche, yeah, r-
3: yeah.
2: rigorously rigorously practiced to the. Degree, you're not going to get that in your pugs, you're not even going to get any kill groups realistically, unless you are very, very high skilled.
1: But, you're not going to get that in pugs, you're no, no. Hunter no. Lover 69, 420 in, in my pug yeah. said that actually this is what we should be doing.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is uh. the problem. They see things and then they don't quite realise that you, you're in a plus seven and you're pulling like one pack at <laughs> a time. You're not going to do half a million K DPS because you're that not works. pulling around it. And it's like, this is where the meta sort of stretches away from okay. reality. It's like certain classes...
1: It's explosive week. We're going to go into 13 and then we're going to pull the entire room because I've seen Method do this. Looks
2: well, like certain classes will excel on massively huge pulls where everything's like clumped around a big ad. Yeah. Like Fire Mage will, will be probably doing huge yeah. numbers in MDI. And then you'll come back and they'll be like, oh, we'll have to get Fire Mages to do our plus 16 weekly. And then they'll be like, average damage, they'd be like, why are you not doing it? You must be trash booted.
1: I saw online that you should be doing at least 4,600 million damage, and you're not doing that, so I'm going to deplete this key.
0: Yeah. Do you you think it, I mean, obviously it does have an effect on some folks. Do you think MDI has that effect kind of on on the broader community? Do you think it kind of works its way down to Pugs, where people develop that false expectation that, you know, this is how we do a key?
2: It's very, much,
0: it's very much like trickle-down. It's like
2: somebody somewhere will watch these videos and try to reproduce it, and then they'll, mm. they'll try and do it in a pug, and then that pug will see it, not understand why they're doing it, but they'll think, well, that's, we did it in that key, and it worked. So they'll do it elsewhere, and then it'll just slowly work it down to everyone, and everyone will become, this is the accepted way of doing it. And
1: but think, does that kind of... Feed into the whole thing as well. We see everywhere, kind of with the raiding side of it, and that where you look online. Oh, these are the these are the highest performing classes for the raid this week. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, exactly the same. They don't understand the data underneath that is the top five percent of players on Mythic. You're talking about a completely different skill there. That's like me going out in the car and saying, "Well, yeah, well, Lewis Hamilton can get to the shops in about you know ten seconds, so I should be <laughs> able to do it in my in my Peugeot." <laughs> That's it doesn't work. It's quite exactly- bad. This-
2: there's a lack of understanding of context and data. Um, the, yeah. the tier list for raiding is, is the worst, because mm-hmm. like, first of all, at the beginning of those data, you're dealing with classes with different gear setups. They haven't hit certain classes' um, yep. gear. Bands, like, they haven't yeah. optimised yet. They're still gearing up. Yeah, they're and they're then later on, sets. you've got buffs and nerfs coming in there. And then you've got different damage profiles. So, like if a boss has got lots of downtime between bosses, certain classes are going to benefit and some are going to lose out. And it's like... Yeah. And as people gear up, boss kill times become lower, so if you don't have as many burst windows as you previously did, you'll do less damage. Mm-hmm. If it's an ad fight, you're going to do more damage than an AOE-focused class like a monk than you would do against... If you're going pure single target against the boss, there's mm-hmm. so much data and knowledge that goes into it. It cannot be summed down into a little list that goes your S yeah. rank, your A rank, and your B rank. It just doesn't this is, work.
1: This is what I found when I was going through normal and Ellie because as elemental you're either doing single target or AOE. and you can't, yeah, you can't do that. There's not really a proper build that will, will give you both. Um and saying, so you know, so in your damage profile fights like Razgeth, when you're one on one, absolutely fine. Yeah, I can do a couple of multi, a couple of targets. It's fine. But then you get of the ad platform. Oh, yeah. and yeah, it's just like. <laughs> like just wait, exactly right? You look at my, you just look at like my damage profile.
2: My profile on uh, Resurgate at the moment is I go from like top one, two, three, phase one, goes to the ad phase because I'm not spec for that. I do like nothing, like virtually no damage. Yeah. I'll do like some, I do some damage to the main ad, but. I can't cleave like the other classes. So I dropped to like 10th on the on the overall. Yeah. Then we go back to the main platform. But lightning, start. lightning,
1: earthquake. Oh, you've moved.
4: <laughs> Great. <Yeah.
2: laughs> so then you go back to the boss and you start moving up again. So it's like, but it's the same. Like, if we didn't have those different profiles, we wouldn't have, We won't get through the uh, the first phase. And if we didn't have it's the like people you play doing the big A week. You need a
1: goalkeeper. Your goalkeepers aren't going to score goals. Yeah. yeah. But the team effort, right?
2: So it is, it is, uh, does the team get through the boss? Because if everyone's doing their job, it doesn't matter who's top because you've killed the boss. Passing is passing for number one is something you do when you're farming. When you're in progression, everyone just has a job and they need to do it to the best of their ability. And yeah, I agree. The
1: only only one thing I would say is if you are looking to improve, then passes can be useful if you look at your own bracket in the last two weeks. Yeah, that's the I, look, Yeah, defend. looking at
2: yeah. looking at passes is useful, but looking at passes to get passes, I think is <laughs> it's just ego, and it's like
1: that top one percent. There's trickery afoot. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, they are removing pi more and more because I, I in normal I got a rank pretty high rank, and then I looked at it and it was like your rank has been disqualified because you had too many pis. <laughs> too like, many pis, oh. you're out. Yeah, yeah, and I think I had four pis, and I think now. He had a little, get out um, of here! I think it's yeah. down if you get one pi, you're okay, but any more than one, you're um, just greedy. He goes like you, gold, doesn't flight. it? says this yeah. is at risk. Yeah. So yeah, pi has always been a problem, but
0: pi is also incredibly fun. So I would rather Don't know. have fun. Never get it. <sighs> That's true. Maybe you should have. Maybe it should have a debuff so you can only have it once. There you go. Uh, I've I've just fixed pi. <laughs> <laughs> and then it
2: would just be like shadow priest tough of the meters all the time,
1: yeah. But then um, actually, on this mythic fight, we need all seven of them on this boss to get past it.
0: Everybody, that, that'll
1: to. be the argument.
0: We have to. There'll be, actually be something, to. something for the people that talk like that.
2: Let's put it all, oh, all, all our PIs on the uh, on the prop warrior because they're doing the most damage.
0: Oh dear. So um it's a couple other couple of other news items uh to touch on. One, um important one. Uh this week you probably have been kind of aware in the news uh that uh, there were huge earthquakes in Turkey uh, Turkey, Turkey and Turkey. I've just I've just blended the two the two places, Turkey and Syria. Um, and there is an earthquake relief campaign happening. So Raider IO, Warcraft Logs and RaidBot and liquid women in wow uh, or women in warcraft are joining forces to raise money to help relief efforts for earthquake victims uh, in both turkey and northern syria so the first 1000 dollars donated and we'll pop a link if people do want to donate in to the show uh, kind of comments on youtube um is going to uh, allow folks that donate that first 1000 to have the uh, Tiltify amount donated uh, be Forge that is uh, matched by each of the four sponsoring communities so that means for the first 1,000 donated when you donate one dollar each of the four participating organizations are going to match it turning your one dollar into a five dollar donation um, so if you did want to support uh, folks out there uh, in Turkey and Syria right now who are really really struggling it's um, pretty grim uh, if you watch the news um there's a way to do that as part of the wow community and also have those fantastic um community organizations support those donations and then i guess the uh, the other thing that happened this week I um, just, what, yeah sorry, jump, Kat, in. No, no, them, jump in one of
1: them jump ins um so as well we are obviously in a cost of living crisis not everyone can donate financially however there is other things you can do to support this as well we went through mm. something similar with ukraine at war um there, you know, go and f- have a look through your cupboards. Is there any old blankets or any old sleeping bags, anything that's just rotting away in the back of the cupboard that you can go out, any old clothes there's donation places that will help out there and then we will get that, them out there too those affected because they right out there right now, there's no clean water, there's no shelter and stuff like this is crucial time, you Absolutely. can put time to sorting centres, just have a look around locally, what's around for you, if you can't financially donate you know, then there are other methods out there that you can do as well
0: Definitely. And I guess it's probably worth saying as well, you know, check out those organisations, check out those communities, get on Twitter get on Twitch, get on, you know, Insta, TikTok, YouTube, all of those places where Raider.io, Warcraft Logs, Raidbots, and Liquid Women, Warcraft have content. And, um, you know, just boost that signal, boost that content. You know, liking something, retweeting something is a huge help. So, you know, make sure you're following those communities and uh, and getting the message out there, even if you're not able to contribute, um, because that's really, really important. Um, And then, of course... uh, controversial news, Blizzard have started to encourage employees. So I feel like encourage is maybe too too weak a word. Um Yes, almost demand employees come back suggest. Into work. Yes, we're strongly suggesting, um, which is a very, you know, it's a very corporate word. It's a very HR way of putting it. But they're strongly suggesting a hybrid way of working, which means they're encouraging employees. I believe it's to attend the office uh, for about 80% of the working week. So that uh, would leave you with you know, one or two days working from home, um, three or four days working in an office space. But they want people back in the office on a mandatory basis basis. Um so it is quite pretty controversial. What do you guys think, Chan? What what are your thoughts on work from home versus work in the office?
1: Uh so first of all, I don't you, I don't understand I don't know Blizzard's position. I don't know their business um decision to, to do this. I don't know why they're doing it. So I can't comment on Blizzard's um or Activision's decision um yep. directly. However, for myself I until COVID hit I was primarily office based. COVID hit. We then went remote and we've never looked back, in fact, to the point that we've kind of said, look, we're not going back to the office. We'll go in there for meetings and stuff like that with the quality of life and the work balance. Um, So, yeah, for for it to be kind of mandated down, again, without knowing the context is is a bit harsh, especially for roles that are non-typical to kind of be in the office. And we've survived this far. They've made an expansion and... You know what they have done? Post Shadowlands under COVID as well with the development cycle. The next expansions under this current development cycle, it feels like it's one of these presentium decisions that's been made. That oh well, if you're not in the office, obviously you're not working, kind of thing. And oh, we can we can come together for some in-person collaboration. Yeah, there's there's three of us collaborating right here, right now on a call in literally three different parts of the country. I mean, you can. Mm we're a big triangle right now and a lot of that doesn't you know do you do you need to be in person it's nice to be in person it's nice to be able to see people but it's exhausting at the same time you've got the commute on top of that you've got higher cost of living because you're having to pay for that you can't be remote to where your office is because you can't have a three-hour commute so you've got to move to a higher area of um cost cost, yeah cost Mm. higher area of cost so for me, it feels like a very short sighted line decision and ultimately you need to keep your workers happy because if you're, you know, maybe maybe they're just trying to have a fire sale to get rid of get rid of all the um the people who are on higher
0: wages to get people in who are gonna be they can pay less. I don't know it's a yeah. fair point yeah it's, again it's a what's kind of motivated the decision i guess and um certainly we can't comment on uh, on president action division's decision um in the background but it's uh, it's interesting to uh, to think about kind of you know how we how we work and the work's been the work quality that we're seeing on the on the surface of things is fantastic so um hopefully it's something's working so why change i guess but uh, I it's but like you, everything's
1: it, just got its rhythm
0: and now, it's yeah. now yeah now let's change nope. it again <laughs> So I, I, mean, I personally you work in an office, right? So like
2: I work hybrid, so I I'm two yeah. days in the office, uh, two days at home, two, three days in the office. Um, it's 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 one of these things. It's like everyone wants to spend more time at home, but there are certain, at least in my field of work, there's more. There are things that need to be done in the office. Um, so.
4: We do need to be there for a degree of time.
2: It's difficult to say without knowing the ins and outs of actually what. Yeah. A lot of these people do. Do they need to like a game developer? To, it's all computer based. It's all. I don't think there's anything they need to go and do there. Um, like for my job, realistically, do I need to be in the office every day? No. But there's just enough things of my role that I would have to be there. To make it realistic. Um, I actually had a long meeting yesterday with several people. And it was discussed. Nothing was agreed, unfortunately. To reduce the days in the office to two days and then three at home. But we'll see how that that pans out. Um, These things are... it's, It's very difficult to make comments on things without knowing the full ins and outs yeah, of everyone's role there will there'll be someone in blizzard who has a very hands-on role who has to be there all the time and a lot of the time it, it can be morale based these decisions
4: it's it's a much like how
2: t- if, if one person has to be in the office all the time it feels like the other people will feel like well they can work from home it doesn't feel fair. So I think sometimes decisions are made to try and be fair to all
0: that will end up being a bit meh to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's that, that back to that you can't please everybody yeah. point of view. There there are other issues that, obviously this, was a, this all came up in a
2: meeting with Blizzard and there were other issues which are a bit more cut and dry. For example, the, the, I think it's called Stack Quotas. Mm-hmm. Um, where they have to give a certain percentage of workers a bad review on their employee, working performance, regardless of how their performance actually is, because they have to have, say, 20% overperforming. 20% yes, they
0: stack-ranked stack a bell curve. Yeah, that's that's, that's very common corporate practice. That
2: led to one of the senior classic guys leaving in protest, because he was like, yeah. I, I don't want to tell my workers that they're doing a bad job when they are doing an amazing job. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the current things that really... I think that's one of the... I think hybrid working will get the headlines, but I think things like that are what probably annoys the workers more often.
0: Quite possibly, yeah, because um, it, feels, it feels like a difficult system to understand and to relay. And certainly in, in leadership roles I've done in the past, and even now it's a, it's a complex system to... To understand that you know your your stack ranking, so you're going to look at an overall group of say ten people's work, and someone's at the bottom, someone's at the top. This doesn't mean the person at the bottom's bad; it just means that they're not at the top.
1: It just depends what they do with that information, right? If it yeah. if then, if it has financial then implications,
0: then yeah. and it and it would do. You know, something like that would then be used to dictate bonus or. Dictate salary and review and and things like that. I think it's just um, it's when it's when you arbitrarily then have to put the bottom people at the bottom. So you could say in that stack rank, that there's good stuff there, but there's some people that you know are good, and then others are high and then outstanding. You know, um as long as you're okay not to put anyone at the bottom. If you're like no, you have to have people that are underperforming. Yeah. It's like well, okay, it is underperformance in the context of a high performing group, but that's still not underperformance in the context of what we're asking someone to do in, in their job spec and that that's when it gets a bit iffy so it, de- it depends on application but i can't imagine they're applying it in that way i mean i would hope not it's but then you know you know wave the little old american flag uh hr's a little different in the in the us so what would i know um Ooh, unions yeah okay. well so yeah. uh yeah who who knows how that's gonna turn out? But um, it's interesting though, isn't it? It's, it's an interesting time, and it, and it it feels like a shame that um, Blizzard have got to this point of like great content, regular content, everything seems to be stable and good and heading in the right direction, and now they've unfortunately had one of these um you know, uncommon um corporate reviews, I guess, where they're like, okay, this is this is how we're gonna now move forward in the post-con COVID era. Um, I think what is encouraging is, though is that. Uh... <sighs> Prior to the scandal
2: of 2021, would these people have come out in quite a vocal way about these changes? Mm, I think... Possibly not. One of the few good things of that scandal is that the devs who are there now are more willing to stand up and say, this isn't right. Yeah. You can't be doing this.
1: Um, Yeah, and that's that's a change from within as well. as a cultural... Shift in yeah. there, which is what we all wanted to see, right? We wanted to see more empowerment and make sure that none of the stuff in the past is going on again. So that's kind of yes, good to see.
0: Absolutely. So um that's it. That's all we've got time for, gang. Uh, let's bring it to a close, champ. Tell us where we can find you across the internet. How can people find out more about you?
1: No one will be banning you in chats, so you'll find me around <laughs> in many many Twitch chats. In there throughout the other day. Uh, but primarily, you can get me on Twitter at at macho underscore sham. Oh yeah,
0: nice. Thanks for thanks for hanging out and thanks for a great conversation today, Neek. Where can we find That's you across the internet? Oh, I'm here, there, and
2: everywhere in all different forms of Neek two three two three on Twitter, Nick underscore twenty three on Twitch, and I'm 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 always around watching Love that.
0: Take it all watch. in Nick, Nick bringing in the sinister at the yeah. end of the podcast there uh, I'm always Look, watching keep you on your toes <laughs> watching you Wachowski always watching Um, And uh, I have been The Cat Fantastic. You can find me across the internet at The Cat Fantastic on TikTok, Insta, Twitter, all the usual places, and, of course, YouTube and Twitch. Um, Please don't forget as well, I have a massive charity event this time next Saturday. We will be in the midst of my first charity stream in support of Stonewall Housing for LGBT History Month. Uh, they are a charity that support queer folks that are um, in unsecure housing and need to be in a safe place, uh, or perhaps even worse, homeless. Um, and uh, they are fan fantastic They are a not-for-profit. There's only 17 people on their team. Every penny donated in that stream will go to them. But even if you cannot be there to donate because of the cost of living crisis that we are in right this very moment... As we said earlier in the stream, please just signal boost on Twitch, on Twitter, on YouTube, all the places. Um, Just, you know, keep sharing those things. Keep liking those things. Get the message out. uh, And that would be fantastic. And that is me. So thanks for joining us, gang. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time.
2: Later. Bye.